Yeah, you just you, you tell me, bro. I'm at your service. Oh. I will try to do my best. Man, to be a good guest. This is gonna be gonna be good. What's up, everybody, man? Welcome to another episode of the EC Perspective Podcast. And this is gonna be a great one. Uh, obviously, this is not my wife. <laughs> because I know I promised y'all in the last episode that my wife would be on the next episode, but that is uh, kind of on hold right now. We'll get to that at a later time. But just wanna thank y'all first and foremost, man, for the support of the podcast. It has been awesome so far. And I tell you, man, we got a lot of great stuff that's coming down the line, a lot of great guests. And my guest today, I'll introduce him here in a second, is uh, gonna be one of my favorites, for sure. Wow. One of my favorites wow. on the show today. It's gonna, it's gonna be awesome on this episode. So thank y'all for, for listening and watching. As always, man, y'all can catch the podcast episodes on Spotify, Apple, Google. Make sure y'all go and listen and make sure y'all leave a review as well. And then also, if you wanna watch the video version of the podcast, you can watch it on YouTube as well. And um, man, it's just, it's been awesome so far. Appreciate y'all support, appreciate y'all's love. But without further ado, let's go ahead and jump into this episode of the EC Perspective, A Kingdom Podcast, where we have godly conversations with everyday Christians. And my guest today is none other than my mentor, one of my great friends. Man, I, how long have we known, known each other now? Not long. Not but long. But it feels like it's been a long time. But it feels like it's been a yeah. very long time. And it is awesome. But uh, he is the uh, owner over here of the Historic. We are live here in the Historic here in Palestine, Texas. An awesome venue, awesome place. Uh, make sure y'all go and check that out. But I'll let him give y'all the deets on that. But. Uh, the the head of the invading kingdom ministry my great mentor my friend mr pablo contreras yeah that contreras. how you say it yes i got it right I, <laughs> I don't expect everyone to get it right on the first time but no that's, that's pretty pretty good awesome awesome man well thank you man for uh for being on this podcast man you were uh, one of the biggest supporters for this podcast when i first initially uh, brought this to you you were like yeah, man, do it. Go all for it. I mean, you were you were probably more excited than I was <laughs> about the podcast, and that was big for me. That was that was a big uh, confidence boost, big morale boost for me. That my idea wasn't crazy. That this podcast wasn't a crazy idea because when I initially presented it, a lot of people were not as excited as you were, and that kind of kind of defeated me a little bit. And that's what kind of kept it from fruition for a while. But um, but you were one of the first, man. But just uh, real quick, man, tell us tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are, man, and just share share your testimony, brother. Oh yeah. Well, first is first. I want to just make sure I give credit where credit's due. So we we are not necessarily the owners. We are the managers here. Uh -huh. My friend Kevin uh, and his wife Nicole they own this place. My wife and I we manage it, and mm -hmm. so uh, here I guess I'll start with this. It's an event venue, um, and you know we we obviously we cater towards weddings, graduation parties, birthday parties. I mean, what any kind of event. Our 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 goal is that we want people's events to be a historic one something that they can remember for the ages yeah. where you know, you know the name the historic and so we we don't only want it to be memorable we want it to be a historic event um you know uh we my wife and i we have a ministry called invading kingdom um our sole purpose of uh that ministry is to see heaven invade earth uh we just believe that his kingdom is not necessarily a a location or a destination more as an invitation for heaven to be manifested mm -hmm. here on earth as is in heaven and so uh we we do uh speaking engagements uh i i do a little bit of blog writing um and you know really we just try to be a, a beacon of hope and encouragement uh even discipleship to just different people that are just looking for whatever it is we just right. want, we want yeah. to be able to serve people well yeah, um I, I also uh i work as one of the directors uh here at a nonprofit called hope station which i know you're really familiar yes. with which i don't know if you've announced that you're on you know no, i haven't i have not announced but yeah I, i'm one of the one of the board members over there at hope station and man what a 
what an awesome, awesome ministry that is over there and, and what it has grown into yeah. the last couple of years since you've been there yeah. and, and since you've helped that ministry. And oh, Brandon Green, my, my, my bro, you're gonna be on this podcast very yeah. soon, very soon, yeah. but he'll, he'll talk all about that. But yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so Hope Station, for those that are watching and are not, are not familiar with it, uh, we're a nonprofit organization that helps people that are in need, um, whether that be just with uh, food, uh, you know, or, or else resources. We also have a program that we have as well that's kind of based on a little few qualifications that you have to meet. Um, but we we try to help people get back into the place where they're self-sustaining, they're independent, they're learning how to budget, they're learning practical life skills, mm. and you know the list goes on and on and on. And so that's kind of where uh, a lot of my focus is as well. And then obviously, uh, as I mentioned before, wife means I'm married, <laughs> right? And so my <laughs> wife and I we we uh, we did some work a few months ago, and uh, we we got uh, rewarded with uh, our newborn. His name is Paulos Revival, yes. aka Revy. <laughs> And um, and so we're excited about him. He's he's sweet. He's chill. He's relaxed. Uh, you know the, the 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 people people always say you know you, you're gonna lose sleep. And, and what we found is that's not necessarily the issue. Although I have to understand that that may not be promised as he gets older and older. But uh, you know I'm, I'm praying to God. I'm like God, like just keep this momentum of him being a restful baby, being chill. And so, so how has that experience been so far? Being a new dad and 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 having this this new life that God's really gifted you. Cause I remember when, when I had my daughter, it was, it was a blessing. Like, wow. you know, we were tired. Yeah. We, we, you know, our baby was not <laughs> always sleeping or she, she, she got up a lot in the middle of the night, but I found myself tired in those moments, but I also found those to be the greatest moments yeah. of my life. I love yeah. those. So how's that been for you so far? You know? So for us, it's a uh, somewhat different, you know, we, we kind of waited a, a really long time mm. for us to have kids. Uh, we waited, I think we're on seven and a half years, maybe closer to eight now. We waited a really long time for us to actually have uh, a baby. And so we had a lot of time to plan and think about a lot of stuff. And so the transition into now having him at our home and, and living with us. And, you know, there's a lot of things that, you know, I'm, I'm not going to go into the links. And right. details, yeah, but yeah. The transition has been extremely, extremely well. Um, mm -hmm. it's, it's interesting because it's almost like for the past few years, I kind of been fostering this father uh, spirit in, within myself. And so right. like, when he came into our our lives, you know, people would always ask us, are you guys ready? And I always think that's kind of a redundant kind of question because I'm like, who, who is ready to take on a new life? I'm like, no right. one is ever ready. No. But the reality is, is that I've realized that the Lord has given us such favor and wisdom to actually maneuver this transition that has been really peaceful now. Like I said, we don't, we're not guaranteed mm -hmm. that. But overall, it's been a really, really good experience. It's, it's changed a little bit of my perspective from the point of view of God towards us, the Holy mm -hmm. Spirit towards us. And I mean, that's a whole other conversation that right. we could probably do another time, but yeah. it's been really, really awesome. We, we feel honored and privileged to be able to raise this child of God and, and we're excited for his future and with the potential that he has. Awesome. Yeah, man. Uh, I'm just so happy for you, man. You got a lot of yeah. great things and I'm so, I'm so blessed to have met you, man. You've been a, you've been a big, big impact on my life in the last three, four months that we've really connected yeah. and gotten together. But man, let's get into let's get in. the meat and potatoes of this podcast, man, because I'm excited about this and uh, I can't wait to talk about this with you to share with other people because you put me onto this book. It's called A Culture of Honor. Yeah. Not gonna lie, the best book I've ever yeah. read in my entire life, man. The best book and it's all about cultivating and sustaining this what I took from it, this kingdom mindset, yeah. you know, not having this this earthly mindset anymore of, you know, <clears throat> the big thing I took away from it is that the kingdom is not this far away thing. Right. It's not something that we are, are straining towards. It's something that's already present. It's something that's already here. And this book goes into how to cultivate that kind of a culture and how to sustain it and um, just, Talk to a little bit us a little bit about that kingdom culture because yeah. I come to you, you're like the the subject expert on this for <laughs> me, man, and you taught me so much about this. Um, and just kind of what what is that kingdom culture? Yeah. Well, I, I don't know if I'm the expert, and I, and I don't want to claim to be the expert. Right. I always I always tell people it's like, listen, I'm learning. I'm on a journey itself, and mm -hmm. so I, I'll share some of the stuff that I've learned and things that I'm learning, things that um, I would 
even even thoughts on this book you know there were thoughts that i had when i first read it compared to now like mm. the 10th 12th time that i have read it right and so but for me i, I mean starting off just simply with the culture of honor uh within itself as a title it's like well first and foremost like you know we how do we identify culture and uh, for me, culture is, you know, their habits, their patterns that we see within society, their, their you know, just how, how you eat at your house, how you were raised up, how you do things. And so if there's a culture in society, there has to be a culture in heaven. Right. And yeah. so for me, like this book really hones in on the reality of what does a culture of honor looks like? Well, honor, what is honor? Mm -hmm. Well, honor, I think for so long has been something that we say, well, we give honor. So for example, uh, President of the United States or someone that we re really look up to and they walk into the room and we're at a gathering, we stand up when we clap for them. And that's our way to give honor. Mm -hmm. But see, heaven's perspective is not about just giving honor, but being a, an honorable person. Right. The culture of honor is not is not based on this reality that of what we can give more than who we are. Mm -hmm. And so I I don't just give honor. I am a person of so honor. You become that person. You become, you become the, that yeah. You become the epitome of honor. of honor. And so that kind of is the the premise of the book is how mm -hmm. do we honor in the midst of frustration? How do we honor in the midst of disappointment? How do we honor when someone you know. Uh, you know, they, they treat us poorly. How do right. we respond? I think there's many mm -hmm. ways in, in our humanistic ways that we choose to respond, but that's not necessarily an honorable way. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of a brief and short condensed version of the starting point of honor. And then it goes on to obviously church culture as well. And I feel like this book has, has just kind of revealed so much of how I, tr I try to live my life yeah. every single day. And when you introduced me to this book, it was, okay, that's it. That's exactly who I am because I, I am all about having or living a honorable sure. lifestyle. You know, it's not, it, to me, it's not about um, what other people do. Yeah. I, you know, I 100% believe we, ha we have no control over what other people do. Right. Only thing we can control is how we respond to situations and how we handle situations in the midst of them. Yeah. How we, like you said, how we handle frustration, how we handle anger. Yeah. How do we handle all of these emotions that we are dealing with on a day-to-day -day life and are we handling them in an honorable right. and way that, it, that brings glory to the kingdom yeah. ultimately. And um, I'm just, I'm big on that, but there was a, there's one story in here that I really wanna kind of talk about because it's something that's been on my heart. Yeah for every time I read it and it just sticks with me. And at the beginning of this book, uh, Danny Silk, the author, he goes in talking about how he had this couple um, yeah. that was part of their, uh, their Bethel school right. over there in, in, in Bethel and um, how they, they had a slip up, right? They, sure. had, they made a mistake or whatnot and uh, now they're trying to figure out how to restore these people right. to uh, I don't know, I guess in, in, in front of people, I don't, I don't really know how to explain it, but just how to restore people. Right. And I think that's a big thing that for me, I've seen in ministry so much is people will make mistakes, but we sometimes have a problem saying, well, how can we put this person back in this position? Right. Right. You know, whether it be a church leader or leader over a youth ministry or whatever, whatever leadership role, how do we restore them back? What has been your I guess experience with that and in that restoration process. Have you seen that happen? Mm -hmm. And and um, what does that look like? I guess from the kingdom sure. aspect, you know, instead of from our right. earthly perspective. Yeah, I mean, that, it, that's <coughs> a very, very deep and uh, and especially in the church world, a very touchy, touchy subject just mm -hmm. because everyone's going to handle it a little bit different. Right. Um, and I, I know in my life, and I'll even use a little bit of a biblical example, in my life, you know, uh, being young in ministry, I made a lot of mistakes. Mm -hmm. I mean, those that may watch us know some of the mistakes that I did, and there were mis mistakes that one would say are extremely punishable. Right. But in the culture that, that we were from, uh, we didn't necessarily magnify trying to condemn people or shame them or guilt them on what they did. Mm -hmm. The reality is that I found is that when people make a mistake, they know they made a mistake. Right. Uh, they don't need to be reminded of their mistake they did, but they do need to remind us who they are. Right, right. And so it changes, it changes how we deal with issues. Mm -hmm. I, I'm not gonna come and address what you've done because you already know what you've done, but I'm gonna come address it like, and, and say, hey man, but you know you're called to be a son of God. You know you're called to do to be a leader, to be do good things, to do extraordinary things here on earth. And so when when we do that, we call out the golden people. Mm -hmm. We don't we don't necessarily highlight the the damage, but we highlight the restoration process. Mm -hmm. And so in my life, I know that was a, a very very significant thing when when I would make mistakes and I would have my downfalls. People always 
um, spoke into my destiny more than it did about my present moment. Mm -hmm. And the reality is I think that to me in the, in the perfect encompassing way that I can put it is that you have to change the way you look at things from a, uh, an earthly lens into an eternal lens. Mm -hmm. this, this fall and this story was a moment in their life but what we were trying to, what, 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 what they were trying to get is, they were trying to get them to view, well, what's eternity say about your life? Right. How, how much of this moment affects your eternity? Mm -hmm. Well, what we find, especially even those that are watching, they realize, oh, well, I've made mistakes in my life, but guess what? You weren't defined by those mistakes. Mm -hmm. That didn't shape you into who you're supposed to be. It's God that shapes you. And so, mm -hmm. um, even David, I, I think about his story, the falling that he had. Right. When David fell, it, it didn't take away the reality that he was still called to be a king. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so when we have that perspective, we can speak into people's lives. We begin to live from a kingdom perspective into, okay, this is an issue. We're not going to be oblivious here. We're not going to act like it's not there. Mm -hmm. But what we're going to do is we're going to speak into what's inside you as an right. individual. Right. And so that's kind of what I've seen. And I've seen that when we have that model within um, issues or confrontations or, 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 you know, whatever it is, People leave restored because they capture God's heart for them. Mm. And they capture their identity. They capture, okay, like I, I, th what I did is not who I am. Right. But I, it, it, what's important is whose I am. Whose I am, yeah. And so, yeah. Oh, man. That, and that story just, it just stuck with me because I, I see too often, man, it, we leave out the restoration part yeah. of any ministry. You know, people make mistakes and then it's like, oh, no, you can't be a leader sure. anymore. You, we can't, can't allow you to do this anymore. Instead of, you know, beating them down, right. just saying, okay, hey, yeah, you know, you messed up. Now let's, let's don't look at it anymore, like you said, from this present lens. Let's look yeah. at it from the lens of eternity. What has God called you yeah. to do? What has God called you to be? And, well, and, and, I, and I was gonna say, like, it, it doesn't change the fact that there's still consequences. Right. There's consequences to sin. Right, the, yeah. and, 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 and obviously, I want to make sure that I, I, mm -hmm. that I say that. The reality is, is how you handle it. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, if, because the thing is, like, when you, when you address something that, like this from the lenses of eternity, you change the, the way you look at it from uh, punishment to, well, how do I, you know, help you and grow in this? Like, I'm not mm. going to punish you, wow. but I'm going to actually walk it out help with you. you. Through it, yeah. And the, something that I'm seeing, because you, 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 hit, you, you hit something I wanted to mention, is especially when it comes to leadership, mm -hmm. our automatic response as humans and people of the body, we say, okay, well, we got to kick them out. Mm -hmm. To me, that's a very common reaction. Right. From the last oh, time yeah, I checked. Absolutely. I didn't think the church was called to be common. <laughs> right. I thought the church was called to be uncommon, mm -hmm. to be set apart, yeah. to do things differently. Right. And so when we actually, as a church, we say, oh, well, they, they fell, and so we just gotta you know, be gone with them. They, they made the mistake, and they'll have to go figure out life. To me, that just sounds like a very worldly reaction. And I know that's gonna trigger a lot of people right. watching this, and, 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 and I'm not sorry about so it. So be it, I'm not either, I'm but, not either. But, like, yeah. what, what would it look like right. if, if instead of our response being that way, we say, hey, hey, listen, that that happened, but man, we're gonna walk. We're gonna walk with you. And in fact, this doesn't change the way I see you. This is just a, mo a momentary falling. But but I still love you, and we're gonna walk through this. And I'm not gonna change. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. You know, whatever. Like, put this projection on you of like you're a failure. It's like no, no. I'm gonna be like wow. Like you know what? Like we're gonna walk together. And and I think in church we haven't seen that. Right. And I and I can guarantee you that if the church began to take uncommon um, things, things that are counterculture, mm -hmm. things that are kingdom perspective, and people actually saw that, I can guarantee you people would be more willing to come to church because they realize, wow, they respond differently. Absolutely, absolutely. So I just wanted to throw that in there. Yeah, no, no, that's great, man. I'm glad you I'm glad you brought that up because man, we could we could harp on this subject. Sure. For, for, yeah. Oh man, for so long. There's so many questions I got about that, but uh, I, I want to move on to the next yeah. next little topic of this uh, of of this book, uh, which is kind of the cornerstone of our conversation right now. And I want to talk about the fivefold ministry. There we go. <laughs> and I, I know this is this is your 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 thing, man. And uh, you pride yourself on it. And and I love what you have to to say because you break it down so easy for for me to understand it was easy for me to understand the way you broke it down but what struck me about the five-fold ministry is uh that we don't see it yeah. we don't see all folds of the ministry yeah. we only see certain parts of it and um i, I kind of want to let you you speak on, on on that and 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 share what your thoughts is because you you have that five-fold but uh two of the folds that we we don't really see are what you'll talk about is the uh the 
apostolic or the yeah. apostles and then the prophets um, because that's kind of you know uh, what's the word I'm looking for it's kind of uh, it's kind of what we call weird in yeah. these parts <laughs> of Texas but I, I want to talk about this because it is so important that we grasp a hold of it yeah. and, and and the churches and the ministries around here grasp a hold of it because it's not a forgotten sure. part of the fivefold ministry it's it's very real it's very active I've, I've seen it personally I've experienced it you've taken me to experience yeah. it personally in hand and it's awesome but man I, I'll let you jump onto that and, and what is the what is the fivefold? Yeah, uh, ministry? well, I was gonna say, where, where do we begin? And I want to make sure that when I'm communicating this, I'm not trying to establish my doctrine, my theology, right. my. Yeah, yeah. This is the way. It's like, listen, like this is a perspective that I have found extremely beneficial. I've been, I've been in immersed in this culture, and so, mm -hmm. and I found it to be extremely fruitful. And so, mm -hmm. um, for anyone listening, like you know, don't take this and be like, oh, that is the way, or you know, I'm speaking negatively about every. No, it's yeah. that's not the point. Mm -hmm. um, so the fivefold is obviously the first time we I think men hear mention of it is um, is in. Ephesians, if, if I'm correct, I might yeah, be, yeah, I'm wrong. So yeah. you know, it talks about the gifts that mm -hmm. Christ Himself has has given to the church, right. which is the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the teachers, and the pastors. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, I'm trying to figure out how to want to break this down because it's such a big co a conversation to have. Mm -hmm. But I'll, I'll kind of hit on the point that you were talking about uh, as far as we don't talk about the apostolic and the prophetic. Right. Now, I have a theory based on why. Mm -hmm. I think the why is because the apostle and the prophet are more geared towards spiritual influence as opposed to human influence. Mm -hmm. The evangelist has to have people uh, to minister to. And, and, and I'm not saying that they don't experience God in, in the ones I'm going to speak about, but mm -hmm. the evangelist is there to, to, to reach the lost. Right. They're there on the street. They're, they're evangelizing people. They're in their workplaces, you know, saying, hey, you know, I want to encourage you, bless you, and, and, and can I pray with you? Do you want God in your heart? They're, they're specifically geared towards the lost. Mm -hmm. Then you have the people who are pastors, which are the people that we, we naturally see on we Sunday see morning. All the time, yeah. and, mm -hmm. and they're the people that are there to, to, to comfort the church, be there for the church, kind of get into people's messes a little bit and really just foster this fatherly heart where people feel loved and, and they feel like they're in a safe place. Then you have the teacher, which is another common uh, person that we see. And they're the ones that are, you know, they're teaching, you know, whether it's Sunday school, teaching uh, a course, a small group, or even Sunday morning, they're teaching biblical doctrine and, and making sure that we're rooted in the word. Right. The difference between the prophetic and the apostolic is that they're heavenly minded. Mm -hmm. Not saying that they don't value people, but their first primary focus is heaven. Heaven to earth. And so heaven, exactly, heaven to earth. And so apostolic people are gonna communicate differently. Mm -hmm. They're gonna be more intentional about like, what's the perspective of heaven to earth. Prophetic people, are they're tuned into mm -hmm. what is actually happening right now that heaven is doing. Mm -hmm. And so like, for example, like a prophetic person might say, hey, you know, there's a spirit of wisdom and prophecy that's in the room right now. Or hey, they might say, listen, I just, I just had a vision over your life and I want to share that with you. Mm -hmm. And I feel like this is what the Lord is saying. And so it's geared very towards the supernatural, which right. is very uncommon within the church today. Right, and it's not saying, like you said, that uh, the, the apostle or the prophet is more important than right. the other three. They're all very essential for the ministry. Yeah. It, it, but the, it's just the fact that sometimes we forget about sure. those two and how that impacts our ministry in the moment. Because I, I mean, I've been to some churches and, and they don't have sure. that focus on the spiritual. Yeah. And I think that is so important yeah. for just any believer really that is growing you got to have some kind of relationship yeah. with spiritual so. well and i was going to say and you're right you know for me and i want to make sure i communicate this like the fivefold ministry is not a hierarchy right it's not something that you build towards it's not something that oh if you're uh, if you're an apostle because of uh, the apostolic gifting was said first mm -hmm. and the prophetic was said second there's not levels like right. people are called and they are equipped to have those giftings over their lives you can't mm -hmm. choose it you can't make yourself be an evangelist you can't make yourself be a pastor you right. can't make yourself be a, a whatever it is mm -hmm. god anoints people and so but there is this funnel of heaven that that in ephesians we see that he did call first apostles second prophets and then so forth and so forth for me that's never been first as in here right but more as first as in here which right. kind of goes into the 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 context in the scripture but the, the you know making sure that we are rooting the foundations and the teachings mm -hmm. of the prophets and, and the apostles right and so it's from actually from here up um and so but you're absolutely right. We don't talk about them, and mm -hmm. I think it's it's a lost craft or maybe a lost art mm -hmm. to actually expect heaven on earth. 
I think we sometimes uh, made, have made heaven such a mystical topic and have made it a foreign conversation to have because I think there's been wrong connotations in the past of what heaven actually looks like. And, uh, and, and for me, like I, I want the supernatural, the stuff that's unexplainable, the stuff that's undeniable, the stuff that is seems actually impossible. Like I want that stuff, but at the same time, I want this culture of honor that says, right. you know what? I don't understand it, but I honor that that's what you God's called you to be. And that's something that we're not seeing is that we don't honor the gifts of what within each other. Mm, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that, uh, man, honoring it. Yeah, that's, that's it. Absolutely. That's 100% right on the head, man. We don't, we don't honor it. And, uh, I love that, man. Well, that, that, like I said, that, that has had such a, a big impact on, on my life and my ministry in a way that I look at things because it's really opened up my mind. Yeah to more possibilities and now I, there's no longer a limitation it's more of a man what can god do yeah 100%. what's god going to do you know and um man i love it man um but that's that's it on the head man but this book man it is it is awesome it is just full of good stuff um if you're listening or you're watching i encourage you to get this book i encourage you to read it culture of honor by danny silk and they have a line of books man yeah that are just that are awesome i haven't had a chance to get all of them yet you've been but, trapped uh, on this one i've been trapped on this one yeah this is I'm, I'm about to read this book again for the third time and it is that's just awesome man yeah. it's just great stuff well um man that's actually kind of bread and brother what i wanted to cover yeah. uh, on this topic but man we're gonna jump into some current events man this okay. is this is like a new segment that i'm doing on the podcast and we're going to talk about some current things and some world things that are going sure. on and some local things that are that are kind of going on but first and foremost man i kind of want to talk to you and get your perspective on this whole thing going over in ukraine yeah. man and what's going on with russia because there's a lot of a lot of opinions out there on people saying well you know should we get involved should we not get involved yeah. you know what we should do but i kind of want to get get what your kingdom perspective is on it and, and if god has spoken anything to you about that situation if you have anybody over there that you know or people in the ministry yeah just yeah what's your what's your opinion because me personally i uh and this might not be very uh popular opinion amongst people and i'm not saying it's the right opinion but me personally i just uh I think we need to we need to decide what we're going to do. Mm -hmm. We need to decide whether we're going to get involved or whether we're not going to get involved because I want to help them over there. I think we should get involved. I think that's, you know, that's the right thing to do is mm -hmm. to help them get involved, but I also understand that there are repercussions behind sure. getting involved and doing those things and I don't really want to worry myself too much about those because it's not really, you know, let's leave it up to God. Let yeah. God but God's doing some some crazy things over there. I've heard some stories of soldiers, you know, marching around down there from Russia and they don't even know where they're going. The yeah. tanks are just stopping out of nowhere. The the soldiers over there are just struggling. They're starving. I mean, I honestly feel like God's work is going yeah. over there. But what, what's been your thoughts and perspectives on that, man? You know, it's interesting you ask because I, I mean, I'll just be genuinely genuine with you. Like, I don't have much of thoughts about mm -hmm. it. Um, I, I guess my only thoughts is I know that God loves Ukraine and mm -hmm. that God loves Russia. And I know that he, his heart is for both people. Right. Um, I don't know what's going to happen as far as justice. I don't really know where I land as far as what, how we should respond as a, as a people, as a nation. Um, I, I really don't know. I, 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 I try not to get myself so deep in that more as what, kind of what you're saying into what God is actually doing. Mm -hmm. um, and so I, I, I genuinely, I don't know. And for those that are hoping for a profound answer, <laughs> no. I, I'm sorry. You know, I, yeah. I genuinely, I, I don't know. It's a very uh, interesting time that we're living in. Mm. But I do know this, and I want to make sure that I hit on this, is like, this isn't the end of the world. <laughs> yes, um, I'm glad you say like, that, man. <laughs> like, there's, there's promises. I always use the, this. I, the Lord has given me promises that I know significant promises over my life that I'm going to, that he says that I'm going to fulfill in my lifetime. Mm -hmm. I, I, I know. I'm not going to die anytime soon. I know the world's not going to come to an end anytime soon. Right. Um, but and, and I, can I just go on just, yeah, just a little go bit? Go ahead, man. Go ahead. For me, I, I want the reason I say that the, this is not the end is because I've I, what I have heard from from churches like, well, the end is near. Christ is coming from his first church, and, and and these are the end times, and, mm -hmm. and you know the, the conversations go on and on and on. I want to be careful with what we're saying. Mm -hmm. Yesterday, Jesus is coming. Today, Jesus is coming. Tomorrow, Jesus is coming. Mm. That, that's not gonna change. But I wanna be careful with what we say because 
we're talking about end time theology and we're talking about like, oh, well, this is, this is the size of the end times and, and, and whatever. But this is the one little concern that I have when we say things like that. Mm-hmm. What, what were the people back in the, in the days of the Holocaust would say? Right. Yeah. I thought I think they would have said the end is near. Oh yeah. What were the, you know the dark ages or even the civil war or even you know during the World War II era? Like yeah. I, I think a lot of people said the end is near. Right. R- listen, the end will always be near, mm-hmm. but that's just because his kingdom is near. Right. Oh man. And yes. uh, and 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 so I want to be careful that we don't communicate fear into people more than our, resp- our kingdom response and what we ought to be doing. Right. And so. Uh, you know, one of my one of my good friends just the other day. His name is uh, Matt Timmons. He's the uh, pastor out at Norwood Heights. Norwood, here. yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, one of the things he says, like, you know, when's when's the last time you shared on the end times? And you know, he ta- he was talking to someone. He's like, oh, just just the other day, I've been talking to people. You know, you got to get ready, blah blah, blah you know, stuff like that. And he says, yeah, I've been sharing it. You know, every single day, telling people that God is coming. Yeah. And then he says, okay, when's the last time you witnessed someone? Mm. Wow. So what are we communicating as a church? Are we communicating fear? Or are we communicating his right. love and, and his kingdom near? Mm-hmm. And so I, that, that's, I know that's a little bit of a segue. Um, as no, far as- that's right on it, man. Because that, that has always been my biggest hangup, especially here lately, because you always hear, oh, well, there's end times. When COVID came, oh, they were like, oh, man, this is the mark of the beast. They're like, oh, the end times yeah. are coming. And I'm like, I'm like, dude, we were saying that probably what? 10 years ago or something yeah. like that when the, y, the y, last y, I mean even Y2K yeah Y2K they were saying in times are near and I, I, I'm be honest with you I don't I don't like that that practice of preaching that yeah. because like you said it does produce fear yeah. it produces fear in people and then that makes people come to Christ in a spirit of fear yeah. and I don't think people should come to Christ in a spirit of fear I think yeah. it should be just a genuine I want to know you more yeah. I want to get closer to 100%. you instead of this all oh, the end times are coming you better get saved well are, are they really being saved or are they just going to the father because they're yeah. afraid you know is it done out of love or is it done out of fear and well I was gonna say th- this this whole thing that's happened it should always lead us to the father instead mm-hmm. of leading us into a panic right like that's the reality of it now mm-hmm. I, I do want to just hit on one thing so I have a couple friends that are actually out there right now um, they're, they're out helping the refugees and, and, and all, all those things but something interesting, I just got a text message a couple of days ago about the response of the Ukrainian people, the Christian Ukrainian people. Mm-hmm. You know, as much as we've been praying for them, you know what they've been doing? They've been praying for us. Wow. Because this is what's interesting. <laughs> and, 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 and I'm not going to pull out the text right now, but right. I'll have to share that with you another time. But like one of the things that, they, that, that really was interesting to me is their prayer is that the Christian people, the believers, would capture the heart of the Father. Mm-hmm. What's, what's, what's become a... a, a uh, for real, a fearful challenge for them, like, are we going to live today or the next day, mm-hmm. has become a call to get closer to God. And they're experiencing God in a new way that they've never experienced mm-hmm. God. Yeah. And they're, and what their response is, I, I, I hope the believers capture our heart for God, the one that we have right now. Mm-hmm. They're praying for us because uh, we've always said this, and the church has always said this for years, persecution will always grow the church. Right. It will always strengthen the church. As much as that, we, it's something we don't talk about, it just naturally happens. Right. The church gets stronger. The church becomes more alive. Mm-hmm. I can guarantee they're more alive out there than they are right here. And I know that's, that's probably not true for a lot of other Ukrainian right. people, but those that have that perspective, that kingdom perspective, mm-hmm. they know, it's like, no, 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 we're, we're not gonna lose. Right. We have the God mm-hmm. of Abraham. Mm. We have the God of Abel, you know, the, the God of Jacob, you know, they, they, their, their perspective is so locked into the Father. And so right. I, I thought that was interesting that as much as that we're praying for cool, them, man. Or, yeah, as much as we're praying for them, they are actually more praying for us. Right. Which oh, is changes man. your perspective a little bit. It does, because it kind of, it, it kind of makes me think, it's like, man, because um, I've always, I've always thought, I was like, man, I really don't want that to come over here. Yeah. I don't want that craziness to come over here, but the other side of me is kind of like, Hey man, come on over here and and, and bring that persecution and let's yeah. let's let's weed out the real Christians from the oh make believe ones, the people that just yeah. you know because it's good times. Let's let's go to church or sure. let's praise God. Let's and, and I've I've always I'm a big believer on that and I I truly believe it's coming. Yeah. I think at some point in time because you know I always hear about the stories of of Christians in China. Sure that they're they're underground churches. Yeah. And I 100% believe, you know, it might not happen in our lifetime, it might not happen in our kids' lifetime, but there's gonna come a time when Christians in America are gonna have to go underground. Sure. And you're gonna find out who the real Christians are and 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 who is truly there to worship God. Because you're not gonna have all the fancy lights, you're not gonna have all the bands and everything. It's just gonna be people 
truly gathering together yeah. to worship him. So, I, man, I, I think that's, I have not heard that. And I think that is, that blows me away yeah. that in the midst of their persecution, in the midst of their pain, they probably are praying about themselves, but they're also thinking yeah. about other people yeah. and how often we forget to do right. that, even in our own our own everyday problems with that. There's nothing compared to what's going on over there. And, and, and that just goes, that's kingdom culture. That's a kingdom mm -hmm. perspective to right. be able to change your prayers that way. Right, yeah, yeah. that's awesome, that's awesome. So uh, last little thing we'll talk about, and this uh, hits a little bit more home, not nearly as bad as what's going on okay. in Europe right now, but, uh, I just have to talk about this because it's big talk. It's gas prices. <laughs> Man, the gas prices right now are are truly, you know, are up. I seen a chart the other day, uh, and it showed the gas prices and how they changed from like 1998 yeah. to now. And uh, truly, we have only been in the four dollar range. The last time we were in the four dollar range was in 2008. Yeah, and it's that's been what uh. 14 years ago yeah, in a while. Um, and now we're back in it and uh, a lot of people are up in arms yeah. about it and I get it you know it's it, when you go to the gas station and you used to spending $60 to fill up your tank yeah. and now it's cost 100 120 it's almost double it kind of makes you you worry but I wanted to talk about it not because I wanted to complain about the gas prices but it really it kind of uh I've seen a change just in me, and I can only I can only give testimony on me. But you know, um, I remember when you know it was forty dollars, and now it's it's eighty dollars, yeah. and uh, I don't I'm not just not worried about it. Sure. I'm not worried about you know the prices being up because I have seen God work in so many people's lives and so many ministries and provide so much. Right. It kind of brought me to the realization is well, why can't God provide now? Sure. Why can't God provide us with enough gas or enough money to fill fill our tanks and how we get so caught up in the prices and how we get so caught up in the the persecution yeah. that we forget what God is able to do. And I'm a firm believer that God's not a limited God. Sure. If you ask God to fill up your tank and you need gas money, he's going to provide it for you. He yeah. might not provide it in a time frame that you need it. But he's going to provide it for you. So, what what are your your kind of thoughts on on that whole? Yeah, you know, I was just pandemic that's going well, on right now. <laughs> you know, I, I I was just thinking like you know you're asking you're putting me on the spot a lot of political stuff. I know, but, I but know. You know me. I'm not, know. I'm not a very political know, person, man. so I'm, I'm not even going to necessarily touch on 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 whatever is happening right. in the political world. I mm -hmm. I really don't have time to focus so much on that. But for right. me, I do see this. Um, I don't see it as a problem more as an opportunity mm, see that's and and, and and what i mean by that is like uh, i'll even go further back to when the covid pandemic hit you know a, a lot of the people kind of quickly realized what the lord was doing is like okay we're, we're shutting down churches but i mean we what I'm meaning, we're, we're talking about buildings. Mm -hmm. we're, we're shutting down the buildings, the corporate gatherings or whatever, and people kind of capture this heart of like, okay, like, wow, like God actually wants us to have more time together mm -hmm. as a family, like to actually not lean on, not hang on the word of a preacher, but but actually dive into our own Bible and mm -hmm. actually experience them. Um, as obviously things kind of opened up a little more, it's kind of like we threw that whole thing out the window and we kind of lost the perspective of what the Lord was trying to highlight in it at that time. Right. Uh, in the midst of this, I, I wonder, and this is just thoughts, you know, I don't mm -hmm. I ever have an answer. I'm more, I just have more thoughts. Than no, that's what I'm answer. trying to get at, man. Yeah, that's I know, what I, I want to hear. It. <laughs> I know. But my, my thought is this, like, I, I just wonder if God is trying to highlight our wants and needs, what's actually oh, more important. Wow. So yeah. for, for me, like, for example, like I do a lot of traveling. Mm -hmm. Well, is the Lord, I, I'm just curious, I'm, you know, genuinely just curious. I, I'm, I wonder, it's like, okay, how, how, how can I respond? How, how can I respond to this? Like, maybe, maybe I don't, I shouldn't be traveling as much. Mm. Maybe I should be spending more time at home. Mm -hmm. Maybe, I, maybe because the, the, the gas prices are so high, maybe I don't need to pay for the extra subscription so I can watch my Netflix and Hulu and stuff like that and, right. and, and actually learn how to budget a little bit better. Right. Like uh, for me, I just, I don't ever want to look at those things as a problem in my life, right. more as a, uh, an opportunity to rise up and, and take right. upon, take on the challenge. And so there's a lot of things that even, even for us, like, you know, I, this is how out of touch with the political world I'm in. <laughs> I was just telling my, my buddies uh, on Wednesday, I went to go put gas on, on Monday at my, with my car, and I have a smaller car. It, you know, it probably gets filled up with about 35, 40 bucks, maybe, maybe 50 every now and then, but I went to go put gas, and uh, literally within seconds I turn around and, and I see the gas dial say $35. 
And I'm like, oh my, oh my gosh! Like I was only trying to put like twenty bucks into it, you know? Like, <laughs> right. And I, and, I, and, I, and I stop it. I, I stop it at thirty five, and I didn't even look at how many gallons I had. I get in my car, turn it on, and uh, and I realize I'm under half half tank. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I kept on thinking, I'm like, what? Wait a minute! Like usually this gets me pretty far up my dial. Mm-hmm. And so, but all that to say is that it was a, it was a time of awareness. I'm like, okay, like I probably need to limit my travel time. Mm-hmm. I probably need to limit what I'm what my expenditures are so that I can actually budget well. Um, and and so for me, I'm a huge believer in God will provide because mm-hmm. He is a provider. But I'm also a firm believer in taking wisdom upon ourselves to actually learn how to budget, learn how to steward our family time well, mm-hmm. learn how to actually value. Um, what's important to our lives and so Mm. i i think sometimes we we put so much weight and responsibility on god which Mm. he has no problem taking that on and he wants us to 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 want him right but there's also this aspect of wisdom that he's given us to actually be able to take the initiative to live differently be better mm-hmm. and so I, I yeah i don't i don't like i said i don't have a perspective on that i just see more of like an opportunity to kind of hone back on some of my expenses mm-hmm. kind of say hey you know what we're gonna spend more time at the house we're not gonna go to the you know you you, you right. know tyler we're not gonna go to tyler to our favorite coffee shop to go oh sit down no there. you know what i'm saying oh no because, <laughs> because that, co- that coffee no, no longer cost me just you know four or five bucks now right. it's costing me about nine to ten dollars if you add all the other stuff into right, it right. and so for mm-hmm. me that's kind of the way I look at it um, uh, I, I think eventually the gas prices will go down um, oh yeah yeah they're, they're gonna Absolutely. go down they will but I, I would just say people don't panic mm-hmm. um, man take a take a take a hard look in your life what what would life look like if the gas prices did go back down and what what would you do with that extra money then right yeah um, yeah yeah that, that, and that's you know that's a good perspective i know you said it's you know you don't really have a perspective but that's a good perspective because not a lot of people think like that not a lot of people see you know tough times like that as a, as an opportunity because it 100 is an opportunity yeah. and uh for me it, it's it, it's it's also an opportunity to for me to look at my priorities and what am I truly focused on? Because I actually, I I, I preached on this uh, a couple weeks ago is, is what are you focused on? What are you straining towards? I love that message, by the way. Such a great message. Everyone just real quick. Everyone (laughs) needs to go on on Trinity Christian. Trinity church. Trinity church. Go on there. It was last week, I believe. Yeah. Last week or week before that. Week before that. Go listen to his message. Absolutely incredible. I I, I texted him. I I walked away with just being challenged. And so this is good people right here. Oh man. I appreciate that, man. And, um, but that was, you know, yeah, that for me, that's because I always look at it this way. Um, and it's a big, I guess, metaphor analogy, however you want to see it. But it's what side of the menu are you looking yeah, at? Because when, when you go to the restaurant or something like that, I, I notice I'm always the first side of the menu I look on is going to be the right side of the menu. And what's on the right side of the menu? It's, oh, yeah. it's the prices. Oh, yeah. It's everything. What's it going to cost? Like what? What? How much does this cost? And I based my decision on how much it's gonna cost me. And one of the things I've learned over the last few years is I've tried to stop looking at the right side of the menu of life. And not thinking about, okay, what's it gonna cost me, but what are the benefits? What am I getting? What's on the left side of the menu? What am I getting out of it? Uh, How is this going to, in my current mindset, how is this gonna glorify the kingdom? How is this gonna progress the kingdom? And it goes goes right back to you, it's it's opportunity. So, So maybe I don't need to travel so much, but, just because I'm not traveling doesn't mean I'm not ministering. This gives me an opportunity to be with my family more yeah. and focus on ministering to my family and growing my family and establishing this kingdom culture yeah. in my household. And now, once I'm established there, sure. I can go out and, and once the gas prices go back down, I can go back well, out and start and I, ministering. And I, again, I love what know? I love the analogy you're using about the menu. Like for me, I always look at it from uh, from this perspective of investment. Like, mm-hmm. what are you investing? In? Like, are you investing in a momentary satisfaction, or are you going to invest towards your future? Mm. And so, when you when you look at the, how you're using the right. left side, it's like, okay, you're going to save a few dollars here, but what are those few dollars going to do later? Right. And so for me, I'm always thinking of like uh, in, in the business kind of term, like what, what am I investing in right now? Am I investing in today or am I investing in tomorrow? And for me, the kingdom always invests in generations. Mm-hmm. They're always, mm-hmm. it's always future future lens. And so for me, like I wanna do that with my life. Like, mm-hmm. I wanna make sure that I'm investing towards the future of my family, the future of our ministry, the future of our organization, the future of the business that, that we're running. I, 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 like what can we do today that's gonna allow us to dream better and bigger in the future? Mm-hmm. Because I think, uh, 
we live in this, in, 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 especially during this time of social media and, and instant information and stuff like that, we want things done instantly. And I think we've mm -hmm. lost the art of discipline. Right. We've lost the art of actually taking a step back and saying, okay, listen, it, you're gonna, it's gonna hurt a little bit now. Mm -hmm so that you can actually live uh, an abundant life later. Right, And yeah. so I, I love that perspective. I think yeah. I think more people need to uh, use that example in their everyday life, whether it's mm -hmm. kingdom, whether it's business, whether it's family, whether it's personal, I think right. they need that perspective of like, taking a step back and say, hey, listen, the, no one says that the right side is bad. In fact, you know, we can even go into the conversation of being a prince and a pauper mentality, but that's, right. not, that's, not, that's not the topic. <laughs> yeah. What I'm saying is like the right, the right you know, side is good sometimes to you know, say, hey, you know what? I want a, a good you know, 25, 35, whatever, $45 steak. But you know what? Maybe, maybe if I save a few dollars, uh, I can invest that in, in my child, you know, for an ice cream cone or whatever. And, right. Oh, and it's not, and it's not saying, <laughs> Small things like that, yeah, man, but it, it's so cool. And, and, I, and I'm not talking about like, you know, you're, you're broke if you spend right. like, no, But I'm just saying like, just having that mentality of like, what's what's more purposeful? Are you gonna be locked into the, the moment things of life or the eternal things of life? Right, you know? yeah, absolutely. Oh man, that's awesome. Man, this, this episode's been, Good man, it's oh, went you, a man. lot longer than I than I originally well, I'm, anticipated. I'm, I'm sorry about no, that. No, no, hey man, I, I love that man. Like when I when I first started this podcast, I was like, man, I think I'm gonna aim for my episodes to be about 25, 30 minutes. Shoot. But I'm sorry. I realized very quickly, I was like, I can't do 25, 30. I need longer. Yeah. Like there's so much to unpack, and it's so good yeah. that you I, I, I you can't put a time limit on it anymore. And I'm yeah. like, man, am I gonna put a time limit on it? But um. Man, that's awesome. Uh, let's go ahead and jump into our last segment, man. Final thoughts. You know, we talked about the kingdom. We talked about, sure. you know, living an uh, honorable life, that culture of honor. Um, just what are your final thoughts, Anna, on, on what you want to share with people and let them know? You know, I, I, I don't have this profound thing that I, that I have, like, a final thoughts on. I just know that we got to go back to the beginning. Mm -hmm. and, and I'm talking about you know, the beginning of humanity going back to Adam and Eve and how their time was spent with the Lord. Mm -hmm. um, we as a body, as believers, we gotta go back to the beginning and just focus in on what's important, which is the Father's heart, which is what His intentions are for us, what His will is for our lives. Not our will, but His will. What, what He desires, you know, uh, you know I, I can go into a, a whole other conversation based on that, but mm -hmm. I guess my only encouragement would be is like, don't worry about you know the things that can only bring you a moment satisfaction mm -hmm. you know hone in on the things that bring you <coughs> eternal joy right. which is Jesus which is the Father which is the Holy Spirit and so mm -hmm. um, when you start living out of that place you start living in the in the will of the Father which is to be a son of God mm -hmm. and so we, we got to go back to being sons we got to go back to uh, investing in the business of our Father just like Jesus says you know, and so that that would be my encouragement. I don't know if that's profound or I don't know if that's deep no, enough for anyone, but that's like it that, right there, man. for me, I think the simplicity of the gospel is, you know, know the value that he put for you by, by sacrificing his son on the cross so that you may have eternal life and, and, uh, and, and live out of that place. Mm -hmm. uh, that's all I would say, live out of the place of sonship. You can't go wrong living out of a place of sonship. Yeah, I, I think that's, for me, that's the same thing. My, my final thoughts, encouragement is just, is that, man, let's get more, uh, I just get more focused on the kingdom. Yeah. You know, let's focus more on what God's will is in our lives and stop worrying about all the all the details, all the extra stuff, yeah. all the just the stuff that just doesn't matter. At the end of the day for me, it's about uh, I guess winning souls, winning winning people to the Lord or, well, or encouraging people to, to to come into this relationship with him. And I and I and I and I I guess maybe I'll end it with this by, mm -hmm. by a quote that I I enjoy so much. It's Dallas Willard, which I, I I may butcher it, but it's along the lines of like um, the kingdom of heaven is not so much about salvation as it is bringing heaven to earth mm -hmm. to live in the reality of heaven. And so um, I'm all about, yeah, you know, I'm yeah. all about salvation and stuff like that. Right. But um, for me, I'm more about heaven's, heaven's environment, environment here on earth. Yeah. And so because when people capture heaven's environment, they're, they're, oh, they're going to surrender to it. Right. it just, it's naturally going to happen. Mm -hmm. When someone watches this for the first time and this is, you know, whatever, they, they, they don't know God, but they came across this video and they watched it. They're going to realize that our language is different, that we're from a different culture, we're from a different tribe, we're set apart. And something about our conversations is going to trigger them to be like, well, I want that in my life. And so uh and, and and keep in mind you know i'm not necessarily this you know, I, i'm not an evangelistical person that's out in the streets getting people saved i'm more of the type of person i'm trying to set an environment of heaven and so mm -hmm. for me that's the commission jesus said you know pray like this 
Our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I don't think Jesus would ask us to pray something like that if it wasn't attainable right now. Right. And so, yeah. Oh, man. That's it, man. So, uh, man, let the people know. How can they follow you, man? How can they reach out? How can they get in touch with you for the the event venue that y'all have here that's just so awesome, the historic event venue man how can they get in contact with you how can they follow you man yeah i <laughs> that's just always a challenge for me. I, I rarely ever i rarely ever like promote any of our stuff but um yeah as far as the 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 venue uh you can look us up online www.thehistoricec.com um you can look at us up on instagram as well at the historic ec um our ministry is invading kingdom you can just Honestly, anywhere you can just type at Invading Kingdom and it'll yep. uh, pull up everything. Our website is uh, pablocontreras.live, or no, not dot .live, dot .life, I'm uh-huh. sorry. Uh, and then my wife, you know, she has her cake business as yeah, well. Yeah. Kingdom Cakes. Kingdom Cakes. Thy Kingdom Cake. Oh, and man. So, uh, she the actually, best. The best. I, I had the, um, what was it that I had? I had the... Uh, Did you have the almond? No, no, I had the red velvet okay. uh, it's cupcake that she had, and it was the bomb man so the she bomb. actually has two weddings tomorrow she's doing two big weddings and then a couple i, I can't groomsmen cake mm-hmm. or whatever they call and one of them is actually red velvet oh man and so uh i think she has some extra and she's gonna be doing some sort of little thing with it but so oh, I'm, gonna I'm gonna have to keep it out but hers yeah. is uh absolutely at kingdom cakes ptx um and mm-hmm. so but yeah uh yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not always good at you know talking. I know. About- <laughs> I know, man. I know, man. But I want. I want to. I want to honor you, man. I want to get because because you are you. You're blessing, man. You you're a very, uh, what I call a unique character around here, man. You're very unique, and and until I met you, I hadn't met anybody like you, and um, that's just that's just my praise to God for you coming into my life and you sharing these things with me and helping me grow, man. And I'm excited to. I'm excited for our friendship to grow. I'm excited for our ministries to grow together, man. And I'm I'm just excited for where God's going. We've take done us, life man. well the past few months. We have, and it's been awesome. Yeah. It's been awesome. We've been to Austin and about to go to Nebraska. Oh, I man. mean, oh, dude, so exciting, man, so exciting. Well, well, that's it for this episode, man. Appreciate y'all listening. Again, y'all can catch it on Spotify, Apple, Google, and then you can watch the video on YouTube. And again, guys, listen. Just uh, share the podcast, if, if, if anything, man. I don't get paid to do this. I don't have sponsors, and I don't have sponsors for a reason because I'm not going to have anybody telling me what I can say. <laughs> but uh, just just share the podcast with your friends, your coworkers, uh, just anybody. We appreciate the support, and uh, thank you to Pablo, man, for, for, for coming, on the, coming on the episode. So until next time, we'll see you guys. And remember that God loves you because Jesus died for you, so let the Holy Spirit guide you. I will see you all next time. Peace.